Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. There is a mystery about our history that has fascinated scientists for years. And the mystery is this. When did we, as human beings, discover how to make and control fire? Because a lot of things happen once we figured out how to use fire. So when did that begin? There is a little evidence that it could have been as far back in, in our ancestors as two million years ago, because they found some microscopic wood ash near the remains of our ancestor. But here's one that's definite. 300,000 years ago, they found at a campsite flint, right near the campsite. Well, if you have flint, that's how they started the fire. So it looks like it's maybe at least 300,000 years ago. But once fire was discovered, lots of things changed. Once we had fire, we could have light at night. People could be up past when it gets dark. They could move around. Once we had fire, we could ward off wild animals in the night. Once we had fire, we could have heat, especially in places where people may have died because it got very cold. And once we had fire, we were able to cook. Now there is a theory held by some that once we learn how to cook, could have more meat in our diet. Maybe our, our brains might have started to develop more in our growth as human beings. So fire changed a lot. So Jesus' message today is about fire. He said, I've come to set the world on fire and how I wish it was already blazing. And then he connects this fire with division. He said, don't think I've come to put, bring peace on the earth. I've come for division. Now, I don't know about you. When I hear that, I'm like, wait a minute. We just had some readings a few weeks ago about Jesus talking about giving us his peace and having peace in our hearts. How does this go together? So I checked some scholars out on this. I said, well, there must be a way. And here's what they said. The fire that Jesus is talking about is the fire of love. He was talking about a world on fire with love. But you know, when you, when you really love the way Jesus loves, it will cause divisions. Because if we love the way he says, we've got to change things. Our, even our whole systems, the way we do things in society, have to have uh, big changes. We're going to think they'll change in our families. If we really love the way he says, things will change in me and in you if I really love this way. And that will cause friction. Now, we may say, you know, we all like the fire. I mean, who doesn't like a fireplace, you know, with the fire going there? We love that. I could stay there for hours. But we like to be near the fire, but we don't want to be in the fire. And we, we don't want to be the fire. We put the little chain gate there in front of the fireplace so none of those logs roll out. 
cause damage. Or you have the glass ones that close up completely. Not even the sparks can get out. You know, we like to control the fire. When Herod arrested St. John the Baptist, this is very interesting. The scripture tells us that Herod used to go down into the dungeon and listen to St. John the Baptist, because even though he was in prison, this man never stopped preaching. There's a guy on fire. And he says that he was attracted to his preaching. Now, he had it all under control there, didn't he? He had him in prison because he didn't like what John the Baptist was saying about him. But he still was attracted to it. But he didn't want to get too near. And eventually his wife would trick him into having John the Baptist beheaded. So we're called to be fire. Now you may say, I'm 80 years old. No more fire going on here. Or you may say, you know what? My personality's not like that. I'm more reserved. I'm more even keel. I'm not, a, I'm not one who's loud or got a big personality. But you know, to be on fire, you don't have to have a big personality. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Some of our greatest saints and people who have made big changes in the world, some of them didn't do them until they were quite aged. They were up there, and yet they still had that fire. Let me give you an example. This is from Mother Teresa. Bishop Lynch told me this story because he was there. This is back in the 1980s. Remember when, uh, those of you who were there, when AIDS was just coming into our consciousness and it was spreading uh, like an endemic. People were very afraid, if you remember back in those days, because we weren't sure how this got transmitted. Everybody was afraid. Mother Teresa came to Washington, D.C., and she opened a house to take care of AIDS patients. Well, the reaction was similar to most places. You know how people like to help others, but the phrase goes, not in my neighborhood. So they wanted to somehow close this house down and they were looking for a technicality. So I think it was the mayor of the city had formed a commission, um, a meeting, an assembly, had all the people in two long tables and you know, the press was there and in comes Mother Teresa. She only is five feet tall, five feet, zero inches. And she's coming in with a rosary and Bishop Lynch says you could see on her lips that she was saying the Hail Marys. She's coming into this very hostile environment. So they sit down and here's the first question. Evidently it's a requirement for nursing homes to have an ice machine. So the mayor asked, Mother, do you have an ice machine in your home for the AIDS patients? And she finished her Hail Mary. She didn't answer right away. And then she said this, no, we don't have an ice machine. But we give the people who come to us something that no ice machine could ever give them. We give them the love of Jesus. There was a long pause. Nobody wanted to ask any more questions. So the mayor said, you look down this way, he looked on this way, he said, are there any other questions? <laughs> there were no more questions. Her home for the AIDS patients stayed open. 
Now there's a person on fire. And she was simple. She was reserved, but she was on fire with love. And it caused divisions, just like Jesus is talking about here. St. Lawrence was like this. I don't know his personality because that was many, many centuries ago. But you know the story? The officials of Rome, one of the treasures of the church, they told him, we know you have chalices and gold and silver. We need those. We're coming tomorrow. Have them ready. So what does Deacon Lawrence do? He gathers together all the poor people. These are the people he was caring for, all the sick The story goes that he may even have given the things away to them because he knew they weren't going to be able to keep them. He said, you keep these, hide them away. When the official came down, he gestured, here's the treasures of the church. It was courageous. He lost his life for it. But there's a man on fire. In fact, literally, that's the way they killed him on the grill. And supposedly with his confidence and conviction and faith and Probably just to perturb them, he said at one point, I'm done on this side, turn me over now. There's a man on fire. So I want to tell you this, I don't know how this is landing on you. The Lord on each Sunday gives us significant challenges, really, for you and me. But he tells us, you're never alone with this. I am the one who's going to give you the power. So don't be afraid. So wherever you are, I'd say, is a principle in spiritual direction. Wherever you are, that's where you start praying. So if you hear this and you say, no, I do not want to be the fire. Just let me go to mass. I'll try not to do bad things. And that's all I need. Well, if that's where you are, tell him that. Tell God, be honest. Always should be honest in prayer. And then listen back. What does he tell you? Or maybe you hear this and you say, I want to be the fire, but I'm afraid. That's where you start. Name the fear. Tell him what you're afraid of and listen back to what he tells you. Or maybe you're sitting here and you say, oh, I'm all set to be the fire. Tell me what I got to do. Well, I say if you're in that category, keep your eyes and ears open because he will show you how to be his fire in the world, his love. So talking about fire, go back to the beginning of the homily. Let me close with this quote from uh, Father Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. He was a Jesuit priest, scientist, a paleontologist, a geologist, philosopher. He, He made an attempt to try to bring together science and faith. Listen to what he says. And this may take quite a while. It took us a long time to figure out how to use fire the first time. Someday, after mastering the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love. And then, for a second time in the history of the world, man will have discovered fire. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you.
If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.